Jesus' name, amen. All right, so, so, so we're going to talk about vision today and the vision for the church today. So we're going to do it a little different. A lot of times we have the outline and we go through the specific outline and teach through the outline. But sometimes that can get kind of not, you know, us having a fireside chat like we normally do. So we're going to have a fireside chat about the vision, right? And then at the end, we'll just kind of, uh, you know, they'll put it up on the screens and the people online, they'll have it for you guys. We'll just kind of walk through the vision. I had Pastor Mel come up because there's a little piece of the vision that the Lord had gave her, um, a little piece, big impact, sort of like uh, what was last year, uh, get right with God, get right with yourself, and get right with others, before the pandemic, I mind you. Um, so uh, we'll have her come up and, and share, uh, uh, just exhort for a few minutes on some things that she she, that's within the vision itself. All right, so the, the, our, our vision for this year coming out of Momentum is full circle. And uh, uh, full circle, subtopic, flourishing in God's next level for us. Flourishing in God's next level for us. And um, uh, so, so, so let's go to Deuteronomy 2. Let's go to Deuteronomy 2. I'm going to take my time and do it just the way I have it. That way I don't mess anything up. Get in God's way. So Deuteronomy 2. And actually the Lord gave me the vision uh, September 8th uh, of last year. Uh, which I thought was very interesting. So I've been picking up little breadcrumbs the entire end of the year as it relates to his vision for us. All right, so we'll start here, uh, not start here, we're going to just focus on this particular scripture and verse 3, verse 3, it says, you have can pass this mountain long enough, turn you northward. Uh, uh, another verse says, you've circled this mountain long enough, go northward. And so this is the, the backdrop is the children of Israel. They've been freed from the promised land and they're in the wilderness, which is an 11-day journey to get to the wilderness. But they're in the wilderness longer, right? They're in the wilderness longer. So they're, they're and then they're traveling around a mountain. And for, for years now, you know, so there's people that lives in the mountain, uh, 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 some of Esau's people hanging out in the mountain for some years. And so, so they come back around the mountain, you know, they're, they're, they're in the 38th, uh, we would say 38th, rounded it off to 40 years, right? 30, and uh, God says, you've compassed or you've circled this mountain long enough. Go ye northward. <laughs> He didn't say turn around and go back. <laughs> he said go ye northward. So he's basically saying, to, even, even for us, like we've been traveling around it's, you know, th this circle. You know, we keep calling it deja vu. But he's just traveling around this circle. And, we're, we're, and so even though while we're traveling, just like they were traveling for years, while they're traveling for years, they, they're coming into familiar places but it looked different. Because it depends on how much you're paying attention when you went around the first time, right? So a lot of times we're traveling situations and we're so caught up and keeping up, we ain't really paying attention. So we went around the mountain. Then you come back around like, man, I'm at a new level. 
But we're not at new levels. We're just at a new position on the same level. <laughs> right? And then we travel. And then we are paying attention this time around for whatever reason. You know, we've been isolated. All the distractions or the, the previous relationship we had the previous year we don't have. So we're trying to focus on God at least for those couple months. And we go, oh, my God, I've never seen this before. But you just didn't pay attention. It was, it was there when you went around the first time. And you're just traveling and just, just constantly going around in circles, right? And so God is wonderful because what God does is he, I want to call it a, a, a supernatural interruption. He, God kind of uh, does an awakening and a shock. Now, sometimes it has to, it, it's painful. I was watching a movie, Inception, and in the first week they were saying, you, you, in the first week of of, of people when they, when they go into this, this sleep, you know, they're in a stupor, but in the first week, it says in uh, six days, they go to the next level. Now, now look, was it one week, six months, something like that. I know it was one and six, okay? But then after 10 years, it says that they're the third level deep. He says, so for us to get them out of that stupor, we got to give them a kick. They called it a kick in the movie. Like, he says, so we got to create a scenario that shocks them, not just to a level of awakening, that shocks, that hits them three levels deep, that they're awakened at their core. Because sometimes, uh, you ever, you've been asleep and somebody wake you up and they wake you up and you fall back to sleep. So you really never, to- you weren't totally woke. Right? You just... Like I was talking to her the other day, she's on the couch. I came now, I'd be coming downstairs to check on her, you know, you tell I love her and stuff like that. So I said, babe, this, that, and the other. And, and like within a second of me having that conversation, <laughs> out, right? And so, so she, was, she was somewhat alert, but she wasn't totally woke. And so that's what's happening where God sends these or allows these situations to almost awaken or or, or for us to get to a place of realization, to realize, hey, you're asleep. Hey, you're in a stupor. Hey, you're, you're going around in circles. And so in this moment, he tells us to do what? As we're traveling around, he says, hey, you've, okay, okay, come on. Enough is enough. You've traveled around the circle long enough. Go northward. Right? And so, so, so let's look here in 2 um, in, uh, Kings 2. And so, so the whole thing about full circle is, is, uh, is this is, we're going into our 10th year. Uh, we're going to have our 10th year anniversary this year. And uh, we'll, we'll be officially 10 years old in August. 10 years for the first service. Actually, October would be, t- you know, 10 years, uh, you know, us trying to get some things started. But, but August is when we had our first service. So it'll be our 10th year. And so 10 is the number of full circle. It's the number of completion. And so, so, so what happens in, 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 in God's system of things in this, you, you, you go through these revolutions, but when you get to the, the, the tenth uh, place in this process, 
it's time to elevate to another level. But you have to complete a process to be ready for the elevation. But sometimes we're skipping things along the way. So if you have to go through 10 tests and then you're promoted. Sometimes we'll skip test two, skip test four. I don't want to be bothered with seven. But then we'll, we'll, we'll work hard on test 10 and go, yeah, I'm ready to go. Where do I go? And looking through things, you know. So, so you're in this, you, they elevate you. You're in this position. But then there's, there's demands being placed on you and positions you're put in where you're like, oh, what do I do here? And they go, you don't know what to do here? You didn't, you, that was test three. You did, oh, test three, test three. Oh, had my cousin take that one for me. Ah, uh, test three. Uh, maybe I could just buy some time. So now you find yourself having to take test three, at having gone to a level that, hey, hey, hey I, we can't allow you to stay here because there's certain things you are not ready for. So, so this, 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 or this process of 10 that you go around is just equipping you for something. But you got to embrace all the breadcrumbs along the way to be ready for that next level, right? You just can't skip stuff. You know, some people have gone back to school as they got old. They was like, man, I should have been paying attention when I was in the eighth grade. This is ridiculous, right? Because you can't really qualify. You can't even read the information if you haven't gotten the fundamentals. It's just hard for you to process, so you find yourself hiding. You know, how many of us has hid our, our competency education-wise before? Just raise your hand, like, you know, just act like you know stuff you don't know. Don't want people to find out that it's hard for me to process. Listen, nobody in life really can, can pr stop your promotion just, to, just if, if you don't know something. But guess what, they can't help your promotion if you tell them you don't know it. <laughs> you, see, you understand what I'm saying? But what's not exposed can't be held, right? That's right. we good there, right? All right, so, so 2 Kings, I, I, I saw this in, in Elijah. See, El, see, see, Elijah had a full circle moment. 2 Kings, I told you two, right? 2 uh -huh. Kings 2 and verse 13. It says, look, look. It says, and he took up also the mantle of Elijah, the person he was serving for all these years, that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, where is the Lord God of who? Elijah, his master. He says, and when, and when he had also did what his master did, has, excuse me, has smitten the waters, they, they parted. Hither and thither, and Elijah went over. So basically, he had followed his master and passed the test of servanthood for years. Yeah. And then the master said, hey, you stay here, I'm going here. No, 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 wherever you go, I'm going. And then he says, listen, you've been following me. What, what could I give you for following me? He says, I want a double portion of your anointing. He says, okay, if you see me when I go, when I elevate to my next level, then you'll receive that. So he saw him when he elevated and a mantle was dropped. But before the mantle was dropped, they had came across the Jordan. Elijah, Jay, slapped that, 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 that mantle on the waters and the waters parted and they crossed over. So when he got the mantle, he was like, well, <laughs> you know, I've been watching him. I've been serving him. I've been faithful. 
He said, I would elevate to a double portion if I saw him go to another level. So if I assisted him in going to another level, now I was ready for my level. Faithful in another man's, right? He said, so when I got that mantle, he said, let me put this to the test. Let me see if I have a double portion of this anointing. He said, hey, the same God that was with Elijah. You start reading, out, reading it all out. And so he slapped that thing and, and, and the Jordan parted for him too. And, and the story goes on. He did all types of signs, wonders, and miracles. But he had come full circle. See, something happened in his life where it comes, he had came full circle. So Elijah received the mantle when he, came, when he came to his full circle moment. Elijah had completed his level. Elijah, his master, completed his level and was translated to another one. So he had completed his level. See, so when I'm idle, when I'm, it don't take all that, when I'm isolated, what levels am I completing? Why am I expecting anything from God? What am I doing? I'm just going around in circles. This is going on, but, but I'm not really embracing the, 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 the test that takes me a step and another test that takes me another step as I'm elevating, as we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, well, last week, I think, Vision Mountain, right? All right so, so full circle is where preparation and favor meet, and that preparation and favor flourish into showers of blessing from God. So, so, so full circles where preparation and favor meet, they, they come together. Like it's, 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 it's a, something that's happened as we're going around this preparation and as we're taking these steps, as, we, as we're spiraling up, it meets a certain point. When we come full circle, it meets favor and, God's, and, and it flourishes into God's showers of blessing on our life. Look here, Genesis 12. Somebody else that had a full circle moment is a father of our faith, Abraham. We talked about this in uh, spiritual authority and some other classes before, but I think it will fit perfect here. Um, it says, uh, uh, Genesis 12, verse 1, it says, Now the Lord said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto the land, into a land that I will show thee. He's basically telling him, leave familiar. Leave everything you used to. Leave the compliance of how you're, you know, because Abraham was the guy. We've talked about that before. He was compliant. He was locked into the laws of God. He was serving at every level. He was serving his father who was getting old. He was taking care of his nephew because his brother had died. He was leading his kingdom. So he, like, but, it, but it, it, he was doing it for so long, Jamal, it became his lifestyle. Like Abraham wasn't, like the scripture never talked about Abraham going, okay, so how long am I going to be doing this? The scripture never said Abraham was like, are we there yet? <laughs> right? The scripture said he almost was so locked in, it's his default. God had to come to him and says, hey, you travel around this mountain too long, it's time for you to go northward. It's time for you to go to another level, right? So here, see, so God says, listen, man, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from their father's house unto a land which I will show you. Number two, it says, and I will make of thee a great nation, a great people, and I will bless thee. Key word there is bless. I will bless thee and make thy name great. Abraham didn't ask for fame. Abraham wasn't jockeying for position. Abraham was just being faithful. 
in the kingdom, and it was his lifestyle. And God came to him and said, I'll make your name great. He didn't say, hey, what you want? Well, I want my name to be great. God came to him, right? So check me out. He says, he says, I'll make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. He said, look, and I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curseth thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Right? So, <laughs> so, so the scripture says he, he, he departed out of Haran, which was the place of familiar. He left the place of familiar. Right? And so, so things started to move for Abraham. You'll see chapter 13, you'll see chapter 15, you see things started to move. You know, he had some circumstances where the king was trying to get with his wife. Everybody's trying to get with Sarah, right? Trying to get with his wife. And, and, and God came to the king. He said, remember, he said, I cursed him and cursed thee. He said, he said, man, what you doing? That's his wife. Man, he told me it was a sister, man. He said, my bad. So the king could have just said, my bad, we're going to leave your wife alone. No, he said, my bad, we're going to leave your wife alone. And God showed up for you. So, hey, we don't want no problems with your God. Tell you what, here, take this with you. Take that with you. Take this with you. Take, take, just, just giving them all types of stuff. Right? See, so God started the process of just elevating this guy, man. Why? Why? Because he was, he was so committed and faithful. He passed every test. He had come full circle. He was now in his full circle moment. So, so here, I, I said, Preparation means favor and it pours, pours showers of blessing on you. So let's look here. Let's talk about this blessing. You know, you always hear, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Lord, bless me, Lord. But let's just talk about this just for a second here um, before I just uh, give some indications of what God is talking to us about for the year. Ezekiel. Let's go to Ezekiel 34. Ezekiel. So Ezekiel 34, and let's let's look here at verse 26. Ezekiel 34, 26. It says, and I will make them and the places round about, I will make them and the places round about my hill a blessing. And I will cause, look, the shower to come down in his season, and there shall be what? Showers of blessing. There shall be showers of blessing. And and the tree of the field shall not yield, shall the tree of the field shall yield her fruit, produce. You know, we shall be the trees planted by the rivers of water, bring forth fruit in our season, right? And the earth shall yield her increase. The earth shall yield her increase, key word there, and they shall be safe in their land, and they shall know that I am the Lord, when I have broken the bands of their yoke, the things that was tying them up, and delivered them out of the hand of those that served themselves of them. Because before this, earlier in the chapter, he was talking to the prophets and how they were leading the people wrong. Or, you know, the shepherds, how they were, the shepherds, God was sending blessing to the people, but the shepherds was consuming stuff for themselves at the expense of the people, Right? So they, they were feeding themselves. So that's why he referenced that here. And in verse 28, it says, And they, they shall no more be a prey to the heathen, neither shall the beasts of the land devour them, but they shall dwell safely. It says, None shall make them afraid. And I will raise up for them a plant of renown. Remember, we talked about the, uh, making a name great. And they shall be 
no more consumed with hunger in the land, neither bear the shame of the heathen anymore. And they shall know that I, the Lord, their God, am with them, and that they, even the house of Israel, are my people, said the Lord God. And, and, ye, and ye, my flock, the flock of my pasture, are men, and I am your God, said the Lord God. And so, 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 so when God starts this blessing process, uh, well, we've got, to, we've got to read another scripture. Let's go to Psalm 92. It's a good little passage of scripture. We reference one of the verses when we talk about being locked in or planted into the church. But let's look at these, the verses, a couple of verses hovering around the scripture. So Psalm 92 starting with verse 12, Psalm 92, verse 12. It says, uh, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. The righteous people in right standing. And he shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. And those that be planted in the house, this is not jumping in and out, but locked in, planted in the house shall flourish in the courts. Planted in the house, flourish in the courts. It says, "They they shall still bring forth fruit in old age. So, irrespective of age, right? And they shall be fat and flourishing to show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. So God wants to do this to show how he operates, especially to people that are in right standing with him, right? Or living right. So when we come full circle, it's setting us up for this blessing, this, this flourishing of these showers of blessing. And, 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 and this, this blessing is still, still like trying to just figure out what is this blessing? Let's go to Malachi 3. Familiar scripture we talk about here. Um, Malachi 3 verse 8. And it says this. It says, will a man rob God? It says, "Uh, yet you have robbed me, but you say, wherein have we robbed thee? He said, in tithes and offering. Basically, that's how we establish our covenant with God, right? And then verse 9 says, you are cursed with the curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation, this whole group of people. And, and, and when we think about rob, we think about somebody went and took something. But like in other words, like God had a bunch of money and people stole the money. But no, God is saying, I'm in a covenant with you. And when you don't do your part of the covenant, you stifle me from doing what I want to do in your life. Because a covenant has two sides. It has what I promise, but it has what you vow. And what he's saying is, I can't do my part if you don't do your part. It's just like if you have a contract with a contractor, these guys out there doing some, some uh, cement work, kind of cleaning up some cement, but if they don't do the work, they don't get paid. So the covenant is two sides. They have to do something, and then we release the funds. But if they don't do their part, we don't release the funds. So God's saying well, sometimes we're stopping him from releasing his full blessing on our lives because we're not in covenant. And he says tithe and offering is a way that I've established covenant with my people. And so, 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 so but, but I only shared that because we're talking about uh, the blessing here. And let's go to verse 10. It says, bring ye all the tithes. That's a tenth of all that we earn into the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house. He says, improve me now. He didn't say next week 
when you feel like it. He says, prove me now. Remember, it says, if not now, when? Prove me now here with, saith the Lord, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you shall not have room enough to receive. So now we understand that there's something about this blessing that floods us, that, 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 that overtakes us, that, that we can't, almost like we can't control. Uh, if, you, if you guys look at the graphic, it's uh, obviously, it's, it's circles. Um, and there's a, there's a gush, there's a flood, like God's opened up his windows and he's pouring down. He's, he's trying to pour down the showers of blessing on us. Um, and, and, and interesting thing is like, even within the full circle, you probably see there's circles within the full circle. Well, the interesting thing is there's circles going this way and there's circles going this way. Well, there's 10 circles going this way and there's 10 circles going the other way. 10, 10, right? Uh, which I'll explain here in a second. So, so when we come full circle, that picture is God pouring out his blessing. And, and the blessing you can't, with your own natural ability, you can <laughs> You know how like, uh, there's certain things you, you can say that's enough, you know, like, when you actually have a, you're in a position where you go, okay, I appreciate that, but that's not, no, I appreciate that. But, but with God's blessing, it's coming so fast and at such a rush, you don't have time, time to control it. You got to just let it overtake you and flood into your life out into all the lives around you, right? And so, so, so as I was meditating on this, I said, Lord, so, so, so give me like your, your picture of this blessing. And he said, it's all of my attributes smeared all over your life. All of everything that I have in me smeared all over your life, positioning you to be without limit, positioning you to be without limit. Look, look, cloaked, positioning you to be cloaked from harm. Like, like you, you know, they, they come at you seven ways and they flee. No weapon formed against you can prosper. Like, positioning you to be without limit. It's positioning you to be without limits, right? Positioning you to have a magnet of favor, a magnet of favor. So, so sometimes we, we're looking for position stuff like, you know what favor does? The door's favor opens. Elevated to cup running over status. Elevated. See, when that blessing hits you and he smears it over, you're elevated to cup running over status, Right? You're elevated to exceedingly abundantly above all status. All you can ask or think status. Right? All things are possible status. No weapon formed against you prosper, prospering status. You're elevated to a place of salvation and wholeness status. See, see, salvation means wholeness. It's what's needed at the time. Whether it's healing, whether it's favor, whether it's connection, whether it's resources, whatever is needed, like salvation affords us this. That's why we got to stay connected to God. You know, we're elevated to a place of liberty. Do you know it's very hard and difficult to live a fulfilling life in re- in, where, where you're restricted from so much? We're not even free to communicate. Where 
you know, every vendor, everybody you communicate with, everybody in your family, like everybody just overtaking you. Oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. All right, all right, we'll see you at five. Like, like nobody, like you're not free to even speak. You know, you walk home, you're like, I really didn't want that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you're like, I can't believe I paid for that. I really didn't want that. Because you, you've, you've, you're not in liberty, in freedom. In freedom. So God is trying to um, pour that blessing on us, put us in a place of supernatural liberty, put us in a place of power and authority. See, whatsoever you bound on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Imagine you have, like, like when Jesus saw storms, he spoke in authority. When he saw healing, he healed. When the money was needed, he pulled money out of a fish's mouth. When abundance was needed, like they had all types of loaves of bread and fish. Like, like so it says greater things we should do. It says greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. So, so when this blessing is poured on us, when it's power and anointing, imagine just being able to flow even when you, when you speak. To have the discipline to carry out what you see, not just keep talking about it as a theorist, right? But to have the discipline to carry it out. To not have New Year's revolutions, but New Year's vision, purpose, and manifestation. How about that? Right, but that's what happens when that blessing pours out on us. Because what happens is we move into creative status. So we're not frustrated and, and depressed and overwhelmed. Every time something comes up, we see a creative way, a creative solution, right? We see how to create things within a vacuum of nothingness, right? Right? It elevates us to wisdom status. Do you realize some of us are very knowledgeable? Uh, but I heard a quote this week. Uh, uh, knowledge does not teach, much knowledge does not teach you understanding. Might be from the same movie, I'm not sure. <laughs> but much knowledge does not teach you understanding. See, so, so, so it's not just having knowledge. It's, if you don't know how to use it, you're just talking. If, if this is not elevating your life, Solomon's wisdom was not just heard, it was seen. Solomon's wisdom wasn't just heard, it was seen. So sometimes we're, we're, we are, we're good orators, we articulate ourselves well, uh, or we, we've crossed over into the buddy people. You know, you, you know, there's buddy people, right? Hey, buddy, how you doing, buddy, 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 hey, buddy, 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 buddy. Everything's buddy. So there's people that know how to make people relax and comfortable around them. But do you know how to make people grow just by being in contact with you? Healed just by being in contact with you. Enlightened just by being in contact with you, right? Converted just by being in contact with you. So that's what the blessing does for our lives, right? It crosses us into wealthy status, not just we got money or we, get, we, we, we got a better salary than people. So I was having a conversation with somebody last night because uh, I had to come out to the church with some stuff. And, uh, and, and so I said, you know, what, what I said right now, preaching, and I know it's, uh, we do a lot of counseling because, uh, you know, it's been a pandemic and stuff like that, and, and just navigating through vision, and you got all these great people that's trying to hear God to make sure you offer them or give them what God wants them to have so they can feel, fulfill what their purpose to do. Uh, you know, we're navigating through our harmony and, and trying to come up with, 
you know, just, just how to make sure we're pouring out what God wants for his church. This is God's church, not ours, right? So I told the person, I said, man, all that stuff ain't, ain't, ain't work. I said, for me, probably what stretches me is making financial decisions. And he said, huh? I said, no, I said, I'm not talking about financial decisions because we ain't got no money. I mean, we was on projected income for a long time. I said, that's not it. I said, making the, listening to God and making the right decisions financially, period. Because uh, I heard somebody say this. I heard somebody say this to you, I think. Uh, you know, you learn how to save. And they said they learned how to save, but then they got to a point where they got stingy. You know what I'm saying? But they, first they just learned how to save, but then they got to a point where they got really stingy. Well, obviously, I'm a giver. we're givers, so I'm not stingy. But I am, I might not be stingy with giving to people, but I might be stingy in making moves. You know, like, okay, hold on, let me just really think through that. Uh, some of the people watching that could be here today that we've had to make finance decisions, I said, well, all right, let's just think that I'm always saying budget. Well, we got to see, we got to pray about it in the budget. We got to see if it's in the budget. To a point where I've been listening to my wife, she's like, well, well, baby, I don't think we should do that. She wants us to do that. She says, uh, because we need to do this over here. And I was like, and I'm saying to myself, why can't we do both? But because of, of what my stewardship is, she's like, well, I don't want us to do this and we can't do that. I was like, no, that's already budgeted in. That's, we're doing that no matter what. She said, oh, okay, okay, right? You know what I'm saying? But this is the thing, like, but, but my mind operates with it. So then I made this statement. I said, you know what? It just would be nice to have millions of dollars. Um, and, you know, we could just, hey, okay, well, let's do this. Not, you still won't be crazy to be a steward. We just do this over here. He said, yeah, that'd be wonderful. But see, that's what God wants. He wants us wealthy. He wants us wealthy so we can have unlimited choice and not wealthy so we can mush it in people's face. What you got? You ain't, you ain't got that? You ain't got no red bottom shoes? Psh, I don't know. What's wrong with you, girl? What's the, what, 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 what color bottom is that, as a matter of fact? Where'd you get those? Rack room. You got those in rack room, didn't you? Like, no, no, not. It's not about, like, who has the best purse or the best shoes? No, wealthy puts you in a position where God can have you influence the world for the kingdom. See, sometimes we're so focused on getting ourselves comfortable as opposed to getting the kingdom blessed. So, 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 so God's trying to shift us to pour that blessing to our Westville. A wealthy status and peaceful status. Some of us really just need peace. I was just looking, looking at them minister. They did a phenomenal job. They, matter of fact, give them a hand clap. They did. And, and today, go back and watch. Go back and, go back and look at it. Because I, I do that. And I'll go back and look at it again. And, you know, because now you're seeing it as if you was just watching like a video. And you can see it all together. Sometimes you might, your angles, you might miss something. Straight ministry, all ministry, even the last piece about uh, forgiveness. So, so carrying that weight. I, I saw, I heard that. I heard that as a minister. <laughs> you know, let go of that weight. Like, hard to forgive, hard to let go of that weight. Hard to let go of that. Oh, no, you're going to pay because the way you did me. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. I'll smile 
when, you, when I think I got enough uncles from you. You know, you, know, you try to get somebody to say uncle. We pick with each other all the time. You know, my wife apologized, and I might have to still have a little funky face. She's like, so, so I got to say uncle? Like, <laughs> uncle. <laughs> okay, uncle. You know, that's, that's our little household thing. Um, but, but to let go of that weight. And then how about loving status? Because this is what's going to take for us to be forgiven. This is what's for us to go, hey, hey, some of us are not giving our all to the kingdom. Not giving our all to our gifts. Because we've lost our passion. And, and again, I talked about the clips myself. I was going to do, when uh, Mark to come up with some clips. We had already been talking about the, uh, the uh, I don't know what I want to call it. When people dance or they do spoken word like coming up with different clips. Because uh, some of y'all need to see some things. See, I've been going over full circle. I have to visit, we're going to talk about this in a second, the other visions because we've come full circle. And so when you visit the other visions, you, you research the stuff, pictures pop up. Uh, uh, that tall dude back there, right there with the afro, about this high <laughs> on the podium, you. Right, this high on the podium. Then I got another, is another clip with him with a, um, with a mask. Like, with, 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 like with the white face. I said mask, but you know, the white face. Little dude, he has gloves, white face. Right, gifted though, gifted. Every time he would come up. I gave him a book one time, he came up. And so we just did something where, I, well, we took a little time for him to share what he got out of the book. Now, I don't know, how old, how old are you, 10? What do you think? Ten, maybe? Nine? You think nine? Oh, nine. Yeah. And, and, but it wasn't no nine-year-old talking. <laughs> and, and the books were, they were, well, actually, I gave it to him for a particular reason. I wouldn't give it to every nine-year-old. <laughs> because they might have, like, Mom, something wrong with the pastor gave me this book. I don't know what this stuff means, <laughs> right? But he broke it down, articulated and communicated and crystallized it. That's gifts. But there, was a, there wasn't all these other weights in his life where he was just happy. Hey, want me to sing? Hey, you want me to do this? Hey, uh, next week, right? We're going to do this next week, right? <laughs> right? Like, like there's a, sort of like a Zamir, you know, be, uh, and what's uh, Zamir? They be reminding me of stuff. Now, you know, I'm supposed to teach the next fast week, you know. I think Carter did it too. He's like, yo, I'm, I'm you know, bro, like, I'm ready, you know. You know, I set my mom down and let her know that it's about time for me to step up to another level. He didn't say that. I just made that up, <laughs> right? But, but, see, I shared this with an athlete that just happened to talk to this person um, overseas uh, last night. And, um, and so you may remember this if you're watching. Uh, I shared with him one day, he, he got good, like really good, but then he had got overconfident. And so I showed up at his game and on the court, while me and him talking, his little brother was playing on the court. You know, just, making moves, shooting, and you see all the, the joy. You know, the little brother's just running around. <laughs> Woo! You know, he's just having fun. Couldn't wait, you know, for like halftime or something. He's running on the court, just have fun. So much love and passion. So I'm talking to him, and I'm trying to ask Holy Spirit what to say. Holy Spirit said, hey, look. I turned around and said, look at your little brother. 
And he was looking at me, so I'm shooting. I said, you know what that is? I said, that's you. I said, that's why you're playing this sport. Because you were that, you, were, you was him. I said, what happened to that guy that just loved? Just did it because they loved it. Not based on the circumstances, not based on the props, not based on the accolades, not based on how fair they're being treated, but just out of love. What happened to that person? That so happy that God saved their life. They just wanted to be involved in the kingdom out of love. Not, okay, let me see. Let me just make sure this is lined. Hold on. Uh, check. Oh, I, I don't know. When y'all do this, it'll be fine. Uh, no, it's not enough checks in the boxes for me to participate. But the person out of love didn't care about the checks in the boxes. They just wanted to give back to God because God gave them life. Right? So, so God wants to pour close the thing, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah, yeah. So God wants to pour that on us. So, so coming into this year, God was showing me that this would be a year of uh, uh, God's preferences overriding our settle fours. God's preferences overriding our settle fours. Right? This, is, this will be on the clip here in a second. Right? So, so, so God was saying that We've, see, 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 we've traveled around this mountain too long. He says, time for us to go north, elevate. So we've been in settle for too long. And, 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 and it has a shelf life. Settle for is not a, a, a place to live. It's a shelf life. It's comfortable. Having this conversation with the young man, too. He's like, different things were ha- has been happening, but I, I'm doing God. I'm locked in, this, that, and the other. And I said, well, you know, the thing is, well, sometimes we're locked in and we want this. But we don't realize what we're saying, what was frustrating us with what we're going through. We're saying, what I'm going through doesn't measure what I want. Like, I, all I want is this. Why am I going through all of this? Because what you're going through is preparing you for what God wants you to have. This is what you're willing to settle for. And, I, and so, so I gave him the story of Joseph. And I said, if you think about it, when jo- okay, when Joseph, and I, I might have shared this guy talk, I'm not sure. But when Joseph crossed over, look, he had went through the dream thing, being alienated by his brothers, Sold into slavery, he rose up to be the top slave. So how does that relate to us in 2021? Uh, Six figures, double six figures. You're just top slave. Right? And so some of us in Joseph's position, it said nothing in Potiphar's house made a move without Joseph. He's the man. Then the wife actually propositioned him. Some of us would be cool with that. You know, I'm, I'm top person and I'm doing the, the guy's wife. I'm not trying to be gross. I'm just saying this is, this is what I mean by settle for. Joseph said, no, I can't sin against God. He risked losing what some people like, oh, no, I got to figure out a way to navigate this because I don't want to lose this. Ain't nobody in my family ever had this. Ain't nobody in my family ever even seen what I got. Oh, no, 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 no. We got to figure out a way to... To, to, to hustle something with this, this lady. I'm not blowing this. He, he ended up getting locked up. And when he got locked up, he interpreted the dream. He helped somebody else out. Ooh, look, listen to this. He helped somebody get out of prison. 
What do you think he wanted to do? He was unfairly locked up. The whole time, what do you think he wants to do? Get out of prison. He assists somebody else in getting out. And the person forgot about him for two years. We would have lost our minds. He becomes the top guy in prison, like some of us. It's cool, it's cool. Some of us, the top person in bondage. Top in bondage, settle fours, right? Then he gets out and he becomes governor of everything. He saved our lives because that famine would have took out everybody if he didn't interpret that dream and didn't come up with the wisdom how to, and you know, Egypt started building all that stuff because people had to give them land to eat. They had to give them their property, their resources, their cattle to eat. He was like, tell you what, just, uh, is that your property over there? Those acres? Tell you what, you can, look, he was giving them permission. See, because that's why y'all stopped with all this slavery stuff. He basically, they, they was creating slaves. He was like, tell you what, y'all can still till the land, but y'all give us the deed and we'll feed you. <laughs> right? You understand what I'm saying? Like, now... But God had that for him, not him being sweet because he was dad's favorite. He didn't want him living in, being dad's favorite for the rest of his life. Not be the top slave. You know, he's making six figures. Not being top person in prison, making quadruple six figures. He, he wanted him wealthy so he could change the world. See, that's what God's trying to do for us, but we're settling for, settling for. And so, 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 I keep closing this thing. <laughs> like, this is a year where God's going to, um, uh, his, his preferences will override our settle for, right? This will be a year of unlimited choices. Now, 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 what God was showing me was, when he spoke this, he said, unlimited choice. See, see, again, some of us have choice, more choice than we've ever had, more choice than other people have, but it ain't unlimited choices. <laughs> See, God wants us, he wants to smear his blessing on us where we have unlimited choices. And now, hopefully, you receive that. And then he told me this, a release for increase. So, a lot of times we've been traveling, remember? He says, you've been traveling around this mountain too long. It's time for you to go northward. Time for you to increase, to elevate. So I'm releasing you to elevate because everything has come full circle for you, right? So, so, so what he's saying is, God show me promotion at every level. So, so not just, don't be just looking at the job. Look at relationships, right? Look at favor. Look at ministry. Look at a lot of things. Promotion at every level. Again, if you attach your faith to it. So let's look at this. Uh, let's look at the scripture here in Psalm 115. So a lot of these things are the God's will. He just needs us to come full circle so we're ready to handle it. Like God just can't be pouring increase on our lives and we're, our character is not able to handle what our ability is going to produce. That's why he took us through this process that we've been going through the last 10 years. As a church, you know, we, you know, we, uh, uh, we were talking about this in 915 because Trina was just talking about, you know, if we can all heal and be whole and, and be honest about ourselves and, and, and adjust to ourselves, 
uh, based on what we were talking about Master Life this morning, man, we can really get to where God wants us to be even as a church, right? Um, Master Life, uh, Disciples Mission 915, check out this morning's, uh, uh, check them all out, but check out this morning. And, and so this is 915. So this is the interesting thing is like, it's more about I'm trying to get something to you, but a bruised person won't be able to handle it. A bruised, bruised person will get greedy because they're still thirsty. Bruised people are thirsty. They're desperate, right? They play the victim. They'll think it's all about them when it's all about the kingdom, right? So the compromised person, the greedy person. So God's trying, if I, if, see, greed, thirsty, uh, lust, that's not a product of people just really being evil. It's a product of a void missing because people have been bruised through relationships. And so soon as you're hurt or bruised or taken advantage of or betrayed or neglected, it creates a thirst. And so now you look to quench that thirst from the world and the adversaries around there giving it away like candy. He's giving lust away like candy. But if you're fulfilled, who's trying to be lustful? My thirst is quenched. So God is trying to get us back to where our thirst is quenched, not getting these little counterfeit things. And see, so, so as we start talking about stuff at the beginning of the year, it's shifting us back to being uh, fulfilled, right? Because, well, back to shifting us to being fulfilled, back to what I mean was already fulfilled, right? Um, and so, so here... This increase in this promotion at every level is a part of it. But look here, verse 14. It says, and the Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. Right? It says, it says you are blessed of the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Again, that word blessed. So God is trying to increase us more and more because he's trying to impact the world with our lives. So he's hoping that we don't get weary and well-doing. So God is saying um, this will be a year of a pouring out, a pouring out, our cup running over, Psalm 23.5, a pouring out. You know, you see it in the, in the, in, depicted in the, the graphics. He's trying to pour out, just, just, just shower us and flood us because he wants that flood to pour out of our lives to impact other people's lives. That's why he's trying to clean the junk out. It's watching the guys, they're, they're, they're resurfacing the cement because once you start resurfacing now, the, what looked okay looks old, right? So they're resurfacing it, but I was watching about that power washing. They, they was cleansing the, 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 the ground, getting ready to handle the new cover, <laughs> Right? It was cleansing it. And so God tries to cleanse us as, as he gets us ready. And then he said, this will be a year of desires granted. And so this is what happens in life. I'll use Abraham. I, if I, you know, again, I haven't talked to him, but I, I, it, getting to know Abraham through the scriptures, I could see when God came to him and says, hey, uh, leave your family, your kindred. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless them. I'm going to bless you. Curse them to curse you. And you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. The Kamash says, that that's broken down as God was saying, hey, you've been faithful, go for yourself. But I can see some of the things that God, I'm stepping on this thing, God had, uh, uh, I, thank you. Some of the things that God had said to him, 
I really believe there were desires in his heart. Scripture says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you, give it to you, the desires of your heart. So, so, so I, I, I think, uh, not I think, God was saying, this is a year where desires be granted. So there's things that we've forgotten about. Now, see, some of us are climbing. Are we there yet? Where am I at? And what's going to happen? Some of us are like, this is my lifestyle. My lifestyle is being obedient to God and pressing and committed to the kingdom, planning this is how I live. Independent circumstances. Again, watching the movie, there was a big decision being made. So before they made the big decision, the guy said, whether the decision's in my favor or not, I'm going to let you know what, I, what my plans are. I'm committed whether this works out for me or not. So before you even make your decision, so I'm not making my decision based on the good or bad circumstances. I'm making my decision based on my love, compassion, and my heart for what I care about. And so he made the commitment. And so there are people that's been on this road, traveling, toiling, pressing, praying, ministering, sharing the gospel, reaching out to friends, uh, sharing guy talk information, uh, inviting people, uh, talking to people, doing Bible studies. There's different people doing different things. And sometimes they've got so, instead of caught up in keeping up, they've got caught up in the kingdom as a lifestyle. So they're not doing it based on circumstances, highs, lows, ups, downs, all around. This is how they roll. They don't back up and back off and take breaks based on circumstances. They, they, they just live for the kingdom. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord regardless of the circumstance. I would have fainted. I would have given up unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Being, I'm not wearing well-doing. I believe I'll reap if I faint not. But then it is. Forgot about reaping. So I'll give you this example. Like uh, You guys know we sold our house last year. And so when it was first time for us to transition, some things happened and shocked us, right? So we just like, okay, so we're not even ready. Our house is not on the market. So to make a long story short, we ended up finding, well, eventually it was our son, to rent the house at less than the mortgage. Well, that was an option because when we looked at the market, it was like, we might not get back what we owe. So, you know, <laughs> we're going to be in, at a deficit. So, he rented, we paid the rest of the mortgage for, well, since we've been out here, at least eight years, right? And uh, we pretty much forgot about the house because we like, hey, you know, we'll get to that. But then we realized we couldn't keep carrying the mortgage, so we was like, we're going to have to do something because this is not going to be healthy. So, I said, well, hey, you come up with a plan, that's that and other. Make a long story short, we had a couple come visit us. And they was like, yeah, we just sold our home. And they lived in a different community from ours. We lived in some of the suburb. They lived in the city. And it was like, uh, yeah, uh, they bidding for houses. I was like, where? <laughs> not, not where I'm from, <laughs> you know, you know where, where, where we moved from. And so they said, oh, y'all house? <laughs> like, they jump all on that. And we was like, are we talking about the same location? So we looked it up. And the equity in our house had skyrocketed. I mean, I'm, I'm not talking about, I think our first house we sold, we got like 17000 Now, we're talking about way beyond that. <laughs> like way beyond that. So I was like, what? Now, we, 
Now, the interesting thing is we lost $30,000 because of basically we just lost $30,000 because of how some things played out, right? But still, we had enough to pay off all the rest of our bills. That's when we told you we was out of debt. We had enough for down payment on our house. We had enough to furnish the house. We had enough to still have savings and enough to that the SUV, well, I didn't drive it today, but the SUV is paid for. So enough to pay off the SUV. But guess what? We, we had forgot about the house. We weren't going, where's the equity at now? We didn't even know. But, but God moved. Do you know how long we've been wanting to be out of debt? You know, like, not, like, you know, to, 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 if we decide to do something, you know, you may have to rent a car or something, to not even worry about what's going to happen because you got 800 credit scores. Like, you know, we don't, we're not credit people. I'm just saying, I'm saying that to say when desires granted, it's stuff you forgot about, but God did. <laughs> Right, right. So, 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 uh, so this full circle is 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 completing this level cycle, crossing over into that next level. So there's going to be some next level things going on. See, see, so, so our tenth anniversary, we've come full circle. It's the next level for the church here. See, 2020 was about reflection and appreciation. That's really what it was about. You had to stay at the house. <laughs> So you had to reflect on some things. You had to appreciate. You appreciate some things. And see, this number 10, this full circle number 10, it's, some, it's symbolic of vitality, wholeness, completion, perfection, and again, coming full circle. But there's four aspects, uh, at least four aspects. There's many aspects of God. Four aspects of God that this number 10 uh, participates in in the kingdom. Number one is creativity and finishing order. So number 10 represents creativity and finishing order. I'll explain here in a second. It, it represents sanctification and patient preparation. Sanctification and patient preparation. Represents authority and testimony. All this will be on the, the video. And it also represents law and responsibility. And I wasn't thinking last night. I should have had this for the people on the screen, so I apologize. Uh, I was up to all hours of the night doing all this stuff. All right, so, so, so you think about those four levels, and I think about us, when, we, when God started the church, we left the church 10-10, October 10th, 2010, at the 10 a.m. service. Four revolutions of 10, you know, again. And then I think about the Scripture. The Scripture says, after the 10th, God said, God said, God said, God said, creation was finished. After, after the 10th thing that God spoke out into correction, it was finished and was ready for us to flourish, be fruitful, multiply, and replenish, right? See, that represents God's creativity and finishing order, right? You study it out for yourself, right? Right. After the 10th generation, God began again a next level with Noah. After the 10th generation, the next level. This rep represents God's sanctification and patient preparation. Right? After the 10th generation, after the 10th plague, the children of Israel were ready to leave the bondage of Israel into the wilderness. 
That represents God's authority and testimony. That's when he established signs and wonders in his authority and power, right? Right? After the 10th law, the boundary of protection, because the laws were boundaries of protection, was carved out. We had our perimeters to move into the promised land, right? So after that, after he carved out, this is the boundaries to protect you and keep you. Now you're ready to go into the promised land. This represents God's law and responsibility to keep us. See, all these phases complete full circles and being moved into new levels in God's purpose, right? Um, 2021 will be that for us. 2021 is moving us into our unlimited choices. You know, it's moving us into our release for increase. It's moving us into our pouring out, our cup running over, our restoration. Um, it's moving us into arriving into the next place for us or the next level for us, right? And see, so they had 10 laws. We had 10 years with 10 visions, right? And so now after we were in a good place, we had it. Uh, God spoke out a year of jubilee, uh, experiencing the realness of God, the awakening, undiscovered treasures revealed, <laughs> a time to reap, kingdom kindness, commit to the dig, the promise, new beginnings, and momentum. God is now elevating us full circle into our next level. And the interesting thing is our year will be like that. You'll find January being a good place. You'll find February being a time of jubilee. You'll find March, you'll experience more of the realness of God. You'll find April an awakening, undiscovered treasures revealed. You'll find May uh, a time of reaping. You'll find June uh, an opportunity for kingdom kindness. You'll find July uh, a shift to commit to the dig. You'll find August promises manifesting. Uh, you'll find September, will, some new beginnings will break out and flourish. And from October to December, you'll find supernatural momentum taking place. Right? Supernatural momentum taking place. So, 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 so as you keep this, a couple things in mind, in reality, uh, circles, uh, circles are designed for um, boundaries of balance. Uh, light and dark, um, water and dry land, and of course, heaven and earth. And if you study out the scripture, uh, uh, Job 26.10, Proverbs 18.27-29, you'll find that when God wanted to separate them, he, he, he drew out a circle. So, so almost like a, a, a doorway of separation because the waters actually would have rose and covered the entire earth. So he stayed the waters with a, with, a, with a doorway or a platform or a circle of transition so, so the waters would know, you stay here. This is an area for oxygen and dry land at a different level. Same thing with light uh, or, or and, well, same thing with darkness. You stay here. This is the, the, the transition into light, Right? Heaven, you stay here. This is the transition into earth. You read through yourself uh, the scriptures that cover that. All right, I'm going to, uh, before I bring Pastor Mel up and we just, just 
if you guys give us just a couple extra minutes to, because uh, I think I did that pretty quick. Um, it would just, you know, I'll just, just give you a, a look at vision. Uh, during my, the day of my mother-in-law's funeral, I had a dream that morning. And um, I dreamed that day that I was asked, uh, uh, I was asked questions by the Clark sisters' uh, daughters. It's so not the Clark sisters, their daughters. So for whatever reason, we was at the service and they was asking me questions. And, and, and their questions was about flowing. And they said, why are you guys so structured, right? Uh, and so, you know, in talking to them, uh, we talked about order first. So we told we said there's order first. And I said, and then I explained to them, I said, then we flow as we're led. So we establish a foundation of order, and then we flow as we're led. Um, and then I explained to them that, you know, you can, you can flow from your head, but, no, I mean, you could, you could operate in order a certain way, but then you flow in your heart. You're like, you let your, because it was like, how do you do that? And, we, and I just basically said, from our heart, the heart you know, leads us and guides us uh, into how to flow. And so uh, while I was in the dream, I had some thoughts while I was in the dream that uh, the scripture says you operate in uh, decency and in order. If you're just, if you're just in freelance first, how do you learn to hear his leading? Because you're just all out, you're out there all, all over the place. But if you're in focus, discipline, and order, if you move, it's God. But if you just sensationalizing out there or just always freelancing, how do you know it's God? Right? Um, or how do you learn to hear his leading? Uh, you have an unction, and this is, these are the thoughts in the dream. Uh, you have an unction and you know, not just a freelance, right? So you don't have to, see, you have an unction and you know, not just a freelance, so you don't have to be led. So a lot of times freelancers, I don't have to risk being led, right? I don't have to hear from God, right? Um, I had another dream the same morning. <laughs> this is interesting. Helped a Chinese man fix a uh, salad bins that kept jamming in his store. Um, and, and so when I put him in, I put him in the opposite way. So he thought I put him in the wrong way. And I showed him that, no, 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 your salad uh, bins have covers. People don't have to keep pulling out the bin. They could just open the cover. He was like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that, right? And so uh, he said he had never noticed. All of a sudden, I'm coming to the store, their revenue skyrocket. Um, and I explained it was because people could open the bins and weren't worried that they'd be late for work trying to just jam the bins in and in out. Sometimes other people would be stuck and they just leave. Uh, all this is happening during a dream. And his boss then started following me around when I came to the store. It looked like he wanted to hire me, right? almost uh, as if to create an atmosphere to talk with me. I woke up and I told Pastor Mel the first dream, and she just listened. Uh, she had just listened to her mom on voicemail saying, I called you because you hear from the Holy Spirit. So mom had just 
left her, left her message. She was listening to messages that day. And her mom said, the reason why I called you is because I know you hear from the Holy Spirit. She said, that's amazing. In the dream, it was talking about positioning yourself to hear from God. Right? Um, and then, and she said, oh, no, she says, I called you because you hear from the Holy Spirit and you'll know what I need to do. Those were the exact words. Then after the second dream, my wife said, I see promotion. The interesting thing about this whole process is I dreamed, she interpreted. How our life has been flowing for these last 10 years or so or more is she would dream and I would interpret. And so, so God was showing me, you guys, have, you've come full circle. So I'm shifting things even at another level. And I'm going to need you to be able to hear from me as I promote you into the next level. Now, he told me to share that dream because the dream wasn't about Keith and Melanie. It was about us. And so full circle is order. We've come complete in a certain order. As uh, Trina was asking about some things earlier today, and I kept saying, you know, God is moving you know, you go back and look from where we were to where we are. God is really moving. But this is like even the devil panicked. I call it the, the end of the year. I call it 2020 the year of panic, not pandemic. So he's panicking because he, again, he got a glimpse of the plans. It used to be Lucifer. And he sees what God is about to do <laughs> in 2021. And, and he's desperately panicking. The, Everything that could possibly happen, just about everything that could possibly happen, happened in 2020. <laughs> I mean, before you could breathe, something happened, but that's the devil panicking. Because full circle was coming. Next level was coming. And next level destroys everything that he's trying to do. That's why God was fighting for us to be locked in, to be focused, to be planted, to be diligent, to heal relationships, to become disciples, to study, to, be, to stay in that word, you know, you know, to find the breadcrumbs, to operate our miracle DNA. He's, he's constantly just, just trying to shift us into preparation for this year, not snap back into our default of compromise, Right? So, so real quick, if we have Pastor Mel uh, come up, if you could put that on the screen, uh, the vision. And, and, and this will is, this, this is be real quick. Do you have it for both? Did you have it for the monitor? You don't? It's cool. It's cool. Well, it's not cool for them, but <laughs> it's cool because I have it. Um, uh, some of the things I've already gone through and why he's working to do that, I don't want to hold you guys any longer. So we talked about uh, Vision 2021, flourishing in God's next level for us. I gave you the scriptures in Deuteronomy 2 and some other things. And, and so, so we always break the vision down, any vision down with where we're going to be with God, where we're going to be with family, uh, extended family, friends, and loved ones, and our desires. So, you know, for, full circle with God covers our next level in our communion with God, but that pouring out. A pouring out and our cup running over. Uh, a year of God's preferences taking, uh, uh, overtaking our settle for. 
uh, Pastor Mel, she'll, she'll, she'll touch on this in a second, but a year of vigilance and our commitment to God, his kingdom, and his people. A year of vigilance. Um, and that, that's where we'll be in our full circle relationship with God. They probably can't even see that. Um, so my bad, y'all. I'll, I'll do better next week. Uh, and then uh, full circle with family, next level covenants in marriage, a year of unlimited choices for, for families, a release for increase, uh, next level promotions for a lot of people that are in covenant with God, next level promotions for a lot of people. And then we talked about uh, extended family and friends, and Pastor Mel's going to come in and, and share a little nugget on this, so I'm just going to skip to the last one and let her jump into uh, full circle with extended family friends talking about restitution, reconciliation, and uh, restoration. But the last thing is, is full circle with desires. So next level desires granted, next level new covenants. Some people will actually uh, be walking down that aisle uh, this year. Uh, next level ministry ordinations and church staff. Uh, next level before and after school program, uh, next level books published, next level, I'm sorry, I skipped next level church growth and finances. Oh, he needs you to come over here so you can oh. be, be with me. Uh, next level uh, growth and in, in church growth and finances, next level books published. There'll be quite a few books published out of our congregation, including yours truly. Uh, next level recordings released. Uh, next level businesses established and prospering, prospering beyond belief. Cups running over. So, so, so God showed me there's businesses that will that that were birth transitioning from the end of the year into this year. It's it's and people have set goals. It's going to be beyond their expectations. Like so so. What I would do is prepare for beyond your expectation, at least prepare to be able to handle it. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, uh, oh, we can open that bank account when we get a chance. No, you might want to do that. <laughs> you know, just do the things that you can do to be able to be prepared to handle it. Then I want my wife to speak to some things that she, she shared the diligence on. We did a family Zoom New Year's Eve night that they, hopefully they text everybody, I don't know. Um, but it was like a last minute. It was a great proposal, so I, I went with it. And so we shared some things. We shared the overall vision. We didn't share the details. Pastor Mel shared diligence, but she also has a couple other things as it relates to coming full circle with extended family and friends. So New Year's Eve, uh, what, what I shared was vigilance. Like we have to be vigilant. Um, because what the enemy's doing, see, he's subtle. Oh, sorry. He's subtle. He's very subtle. And so what he's doing is he's trying to uh, infiltrate the church by the new age uh, movement. So you got to be very, very watchful. There's some things out there. I'm talking like third eye. There's all kinds of, you know, the universe. Um, and what he has done is he tries to mix the universe with blessing, the universe with abundance. So almost like Christian jargon, he's using uh, that to merge the two. So you got to be very watchful. It may sound good, 
what you might hear, but you got to be, use your discernment. Okay, is this of God or is this the enemy trying to guide me in a different direction? So be vigilant, be vigilant, watch, watch and pray. The scripture talks about watch and pray. And so we got to do that because we don't want to be tricked by what the enemy's trying to do. Uh, the other thing he gave me was uh, restoration, and Pastor touched on that a lot. Um, he talked about um, reconciliation, and they talked about restitution. So for restoration, uh, scripture says, I'm not gonna go through all this, but just a few highlights here, but just so people can have some scripture. Um, but restoration is the action of returning something to a former, uh, uh, former owner, place, or condition. And so there may be some things in your life that God is really wanting to restore. It could be a relationship he's trying to restore. It could be, you know, something that you uh, thought was dead and really God is trying to restore that, bringing it to life. Uh, Jeremiah 30, this is just something you can put down uh, in your notes, but Jeremiah 30, 17 uh, says, for I will restore health unto thee and I will heal thee of thy wounds, saith the Lord. Now that's important because a lot of us want to walk in divine health, right? We do. We want to walk in divine health. And with what God is doing in this four, full circle, um, uh, uh, I'll say, level, we have to be in good health, y'all. What good is it to have money and you can't even enjoy because your health? And so God is requiring us to, like, we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. So we have to really, like, uh, be good steward over the body that God has given. Trust me, I am speaking to myself, too, okay? I, this year, I've got to do better. I've got to get better with my health. And God is saying to you, look, I want to heal you. I want to restore you. But why would I restore you if you go out and do the same thing that got you in the, in, in the, the situation you're in now with high blood pressure and, you know, no pressure or whatever? You know what I'm saying? Um, so we have to make sure that we are uh, being a good steward over this body because he's trying to do some excellent things. Uh, you know, if you think about it, the full circle, like Pastor talked about the different levels. It's not up there, but there was different levels, right? He was saying that there's going to be people that is stuck on the first level, and you said that. There'll be people stuck on that first level, and it comes full circle around, and it's like, you say to yourself, how did I get here? I've been here before. It's like deja vu, like you talked about. But what it is, is God is trying to get you to the next circle or level, So, but you've got to complete, like you said, that, that first level. So restoration is something that God is really, really trying to do, and it's big on his heart. Um, we've got here uh, Joel 2.25, and I will restore you the years that the locusts have eaten, uh, and the canker worm, and the caterpillar, and the uh, palmer worm, my great army, uh, which I sent among you. And so really, you know, when you think about the, the things that the pandemic has done. There's a lot of things that the pandemic has done. God is saying, I'm going to restore things back. Uh, Psalms 51, 12, you can read that on your, well, joy. Joy is another thing he's trying to restore back to us. The joy of the Lord, you know what I mean? We have got to walk in his joy. Uh, the uh, Second Corinthians uh, 7, 14, if my people 
Chronicles, I'm sorry, 2 Chronicles 7.14, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, uh, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now he says land, but what he's saying is I'll heal their life. Reconciliation is the other thing. He wants to, uh, it says, in Ephesians 4, uh, 32, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God uh, in Christ has forgiven you. Uh, Second Chronicles or Second Corinthians 5, 18, uh, all of this is from God who uh, through Christ reconciled himself and gave us, this is good, gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So in this season, or not just season, but in your life, we have been called to be ministers of reconciliation. God is calling us to reconcile. He's calling us to, to, to really uh, be about, what'd you say? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so apparently, okay. <laughs> but the other thing is restitution restitution y'all there is some there's been some things so it means the rest, rest, restitution means that something was stolen or lost there's something that's been stolen from you or lost God is saying I want to restore that back to you matter of fact in uh, Psalms it talks about um, uh, where's I put that down here uh, ah. basically you'll receive double for your shame you will receive double for your shame. So God is trying to uh, reconcile or restitution. You know, there, there may be a case that you, was, you were in court with and you, you know, you lost. It, it didn't come in, you know, it wasn't favorable or whatever. Or on your job, it wasn't favorable. But God is actually going to rest, bring about restitution for that situation. So you don't need to fight. You have, you have no need to fight. Vengeance is his, saith the Lord. So I just wanted to bring those three uh, things, the restoration, reconciliation, and then also restitution. So that... that... And you get more details <laughs> on Wednesday. <laughs> to the restoration, reconciliation, and restitution. Right. And vigilance, right? And vigilance, yeah. Okay. All right, well, that's, that's all we have for today for the vision. Um, 